0: hey welcome back to the mass business podcast my name is Matt Ward and I am your host I've got a great guest for you today my good friend Renee Sullivan Renee is an enthusiastic wife a mother of two a consultant and an entrepreneur she's the owner of Ala services she consults with small business owners to find and hire the professionals they need to fill in the gaps of their business And after working for a small installation company as an administrative assistant, she realized that there was a need for someone to help business owners grow by hiring the right people. She does that by handling the entire process for them and finding the best fit employees without spending hours of time and money. It's a fantastic business model, and I'm going to love sharing her model and her business growth with you including her recent rebranding what Prompted that and we're gonna dig into her running her business and getting things all lined up I'm excited to share my good friend Renee Sullivan with you today on the podcast. Are you ready? Let's go! to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today, you never know where your next referral will come from. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm on now with Renee Sullivan. Renee, please take a moment and just share with everybody what your business is all about and say maybe 30 seconds or less.
1: All right. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on here, Matt. I feel very excited to be on here. So my business, basically, I'm helping to the trades businesses and their ownership to hire with ease i i take a lot out of their plate because of the experiences i've had help make it make things right and do it more efficiently
0: and what i what i love about that is is we've talked about this renee and i have known each other now probably for a year or so and we've talked a lot about the 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 way in which she's the words in which she's using because what's clear is she has a, a target market, which many, many small business owners don't have, and it does listen i'm not i'm not here to browbeat you uh, uh, listeners over not having a target market for fifteen out of the sixteen years i didn't have one in my web agency, but in my new book, I wrote about the importance of that, and the reason the reason we want we we want to have a target market is because it's easier to get referrals it's easier to be found um, so Renee just doesn't help people hire. She helps people on the trades hire. And so there's a clear, distinct difference between that. It doesn't mean she won't help someone find a new hire that's not in the trades. What it means is she has the ability to then refuse the work if it's not in the trades, right? And, but- and if it's not a good fit. And that's just one qualifier, right? How long, Renee, did it take you to get to that point where you were like, yeah, I'm going into the trades with this?
1: Um, I probably about a year into my business. And I'm on my, I'm coming on my third year. Mm -hmm. So it took me about a year to figure that niche part Mm -hmm. of things. So yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And so um, it's it's interesting because we could have a whole podcast about hiring. Right? Because we've talked with people in season one and e- even already in season two about having teams and leadership and, and managing people and outsourcing and all these different things. And a lot of that falls around help and additional help. And at the time we're recording this, there are businesses who are going out of business because they can't get help. And so I imagine that your business is challenging because there are people that don't want to work or don't want to work in certain industries or certain jobs how are you dealing with your business growth when we have the climate the employment climate that we have right now
1: (laughs) that's a great question um how i'm dealing with it is i'm being 100 percent upfront with every client that i take on and you know i'm i'm pretty straightforward to say you know what might have taken maybe a month and a half two months is now taking four months potentially again strange things have happened and things can happen quicker than that mm-hmm. but i have to be 100 percent upfront with all my clients from the get-go and i have to i have to know exactly who who they want, why they want them, and we need to figure that out together, and that takes a little bit of time in the beginning to start that process.
0: So what? let's go back a little bit because I know you just did a big rebrand, right? You were probably faced with some sense of a challenge, right, in your business, which is what forced you into this mode that you were thinking about a rebrand. What, what, what was the challenge you were faced with?
1: The challenge I was faced with was business owners not thinking that they had enough time to actually give me the information that I needed to help them find who they uh, need. Oh,
0: you know that I ran into that yep. with the web agency, right? We built a website, but nobody would ever give us the content. Eventually we started yep. building the content for them. Yep. So that's the problem is that either, either they don't give you the information or they think they don't have the time to give you the information. Correct so you oh, really
1: don't have the time and that's mm-hmm. where my my change in my initial process with that came about so we have to talk about those things <laughs> initially
0: <laughs> so tell so tell me about it what so what was the change what do you mean so so now you spend more time in the initial prospecting call to talk about how much time is involved in working with you when you first start
1: correct so the way I've structured it now is in order to actually, if if a client actually wants to go through and use my services, my recruiting services, they have to go through what I call a higher plan first. There's strategy involved in that first. Now, I did that, but I've lengthened the time mm-hmm. in that higher plan strategy. Um, so in, in
0: what way? What, what way did you lengthen it? What, where did it go from and to?
1: So I used to spend around an hour with a client. Um, now it's, a, it's about two hours.
0: Got it. And so this is an evolution from what was happening before that you saw a hole in the process. And so yes. now you're fixing the process. Yes. So over time, you've been in business now three or so years, you said? Um, almost three years. Yes. Yeah. And so what, what has been the biggest challenge for you in small business?
1: The biggest challenge number one is clients, not necessarily knowing exactly what they need and they're assuming timelines Uh that they don't necessarily know. And they don't necessarily know that they're, First of all, there's a strategy involved. And second of all, there is some time involved in finding the right fit. Because mm-hmm. the difference between myself and, and them doing it is I actually take my time to go through a thorough process. Um they don't necessarily know all the work that's involved. In oh, no, for sure. I mean, when I hire somebody,
0: I just make a job description. Yep,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: I Google something boardroom. and I'm like, mm-hmm. give me that, give me that, give me that. I make this job description. I put it out. And then I'm just like, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, no, 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 yeah. And then I do do an interview, but like, I don't know what questions to ask. I don't know. Yeah. And granted, it's different in my case because I'm hiring subcontractors versus employees, in which is a different world yeah. completely. Um, but yeah, I think that's a big part of it. How are you How are you out there gaining clients in, in the world to actually get the hiring process? How, how, how have you gone to market with your business as a whole? What's worked for you?
1: Well, what's working now?
0: Is yeah. Okay.
1: What what I've done in the past is, has literally mostly been word of mouth. Yeah. It's referrals of referrals. Um, having referral partners. Um, what I'm doing now, since I've rebranded, is I'm doing slightly more marketing. I, mm-hmm. I will get better as more time as my rebranding starts to really t- take shape. Sure. But, in that whole process, there's going to be a lot more um, social media involved. Mm-hmm. I've had conversations about this, but yes, there will be more um, marketing outside of word of mouth.
0: Well, so I think, and I think touch points create word of mouth, right? We've talked yep. about that before in the Build Your Referral Engine group coaching program that you're a part of. And um, I, think, I think this is a perfect opportunity, and I want to stop and pause just for a second that... Folks, if you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on your podcast app or whatever it is you listen to on, think about this. If you're doing a rebrand, you now have a reason to reach out to every contact you have in a one-on-one environment and share with them the rebrand in an authentic way. Not trying to sell them anything, just letting them know. And the messaging is very simple. Hey, I've had some big changes. I'd love to chat and see what you're up to and share with you what I'm up to. And if you take that approach and use LinkedIn for that, you will find probably a 45 out of 50 hit rate conversation. That's, that's, that's amazing, right? That's 90% out of a hundred people, 90 per, 90 people are going to have a conversation with you. And it's a great opportunity to talk about the new branding. And what it also does is if you've rebranded yourself, it really allows you to hone your talking points. Because you need those 100 conversations to get the repetitive nature of the words coming out of your mouth so that they just flow off the tongue. Yep. When I first created my slogan, I had trouble saying it. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high-five everybody around you. I It did not roll off the tongue. It literally took me an entire week of repeating it about 50 times a day. I'd repeat it when I'm driving down the road. And I would repeat it and repeat it, because I didn't want to get the words wrong. And I I loved what I created. And so repetition is gold when it comes to getting referrals done in the future. So are you ready to go to do, to? are you doing a strategy like that with the new branding?
1: I am, I literally have an appointment this evening with someone using that. Again, I'm just starting this process, right. So. But yeah, I have an appointment this evening with someone who, you know, took, says like, okay, I want to know what you're doing. And I have an appointment today.
0: That's great. Yep. Yeah, that's great. And so um, when you said stuff didn't work before, you said, I want to tell you what I'm doing now, but I want to go back. <laughs> I want to go back a second and talk about what you did before that didn't work. So share, share with the audience a story about something that didn't work so that maybe they can learn and try make, avoid that mistake in the future for themselves
1: so what i what i really attempted to do in part of my in my past process is i would do that initial um consultation and also send them supporting Mm. questionnaire checklist type stuff they wouldn't Mm -hmm. do the checklist stuff to give me me the extra information that i needed i needed that information there was obviously more information that i needed to help them and what ended up happening is i was chasing them down you know one or two minutes at a time okay can you can, okay so can you can you tell me how much you're going to actually pay this person you can tell mm-hmm. me you know can you share some of the benefits you can, mm-hmm. um you know I, I say that laughingly but it's i would get
0: because we don't think about that right renee we we just mm-hmm. need the person
1: you just need the person. Yep.
0: <laughs> Wait, benefits. I didn't even think about that.
1: Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so that's what, so you had multiple touch points before and now you've consolidated them into one.
1: Yes. That's oh, the goal. Okay. You know, I'm just starting to yes, see how it works now to see how it works, but they have to go through this process if they actually want to use my recruiting services, which is, which is now an additional service. So I, I, I used to combine some of that stuff to a mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, I've separated things more.
0: Yeah. Now yeah. I know I know you're very involved in BNI. and i We've talked about that before mm-hmm. and I, and you know I was in it for 15 years. Yep. Um, networking as a whole, I believe works great. How has it worked for your business?
1: It's been amazing. <laughs> it literally most of my referrals come from there. And from, and not just current BNI members, mm-hmm. but former BNI members. Literally, word of mouth is how my business has, has stayed afloat. Yeah. The past three years.
0: And I think, too, that a lot of people don't realize that the relationships you build, whether they're mm-hmm. in a BNI group or any other networking yep. group, if you're not going to that group anymore, those relationships will generally stand the test of time mm-hmm. as long as you stay in touch. Yep. What's the biggest tip you have for somebody when it comes to networking? Be
1: curious about the other person. I love that. Be naturally, like authentically curious about that other person. And that's going to take you a lot further and learn more about them and learn why they're doing what they're doing. Learn about their family, what what they love, what their passion is. If you lead that way, things just, conversations just naturally happen.
0: Yeah. So, what what do you think as a business owner? What do you think your biggest strengths are?
1: I, I genuinely genuinely care about business owners and grow and them growing. I'm very much into helping the community <laughs> stay afloat mm-hmm. <throat. laughs> and you know that local economy. I really mm-hmm. want that to thrive. Um, even even before I really got involved in this particular business i was very very much interested in what business owners in the community were doing Mm -hmm. you know i would be interviewing people you know around town and their businesses just naturally curious about what they were doing yeah yeah
0: so so you bring that sort of curiosity into the relationship building that you have with others when you bring in that curiosity, and by the way, folks, that's something I firmly believe in and I've talked about is that you spend 29 minutes out of a 30-minute one-to-one talking about the other person. My question to you is, Renee, don't you ever feel like, mm, but what about me?
1: Rarely. you know, mm-hmm. I, I, um,
0: And that's because I, you've done it for so long, right? I've
1: done it for so long. I would say maybe 10 years ago mm-hmm. or so. I'd be like, well, when do I get a chance to talk? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I don't even think about that. To yeah. be like when you ask me that, I'm like, do I?
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> so this is the thing. I get asked that a lot. And that's why I asked you that question is because I tell them, I tell people as you start this process, it's very natural to think that. The goal is just not to act on it. Yeah. It's not unnatural to think it. Because we're humans, right? The reciprocity effect is always in effect in our heads. The question is, we often ask ourselves, when's my turn? And with whatever it is, I'm giving five referrals to somebody, when's my turn, right? It it will pop up in your head. The biggest challenge is actually asking, you know, acting on it. And it sounds, what I love is that, so you're proof, right? I've been talking about this for years in the work that I do. And I think people stare at me and like, think I'm an idiot when I talk about this. But what I love about you coming on this podcast is it's proof that this is a muscle. This is something you work on over time. And over time, less and less of what we think about will be about ourselves and more and more of what we think about will be about other people.
1: Yep. no, I, I agree.
0: I think one of the things I talk about, and you, you have this level of care. You mentioned the word care. You know, I talk all the time about no like, trust, and care about other people. That when we care about other people, we raise our own internal level of joy. And that makes us happier. When we write thank you cards to other people, that makes us happier. Yep. And we bring that space to the world. We are going to get more referrals, more business our business is going to thrive more consistently and on an increased slope over time by just bringing more joy and care to the world. And I love it. I've known you now for a year or so, but I, you bring that all the time. You know, I love your laugh. Like it makes me happy. It makes me laugh. And we have good times all the time when we're having conversations and You know it's just about it's just about what can we learn from other people you know and so that inquisitive mind is so important does that lead you i I see all those books on your bookshelf does that lead you to read a lot
1: yes I, i read a lot and you know i'm i'm a nerd in some ways when it comes to that because i'm literally the only books i'm reading are success books business books and I read the same ones over and over again. And they're all pretty much the classics. Although I, you know, I, I, interweave new books in there, you know, you know. let's
0: have a conversation about your books. <laughs> Normally I save this for the end of the show, but I want to, since we're on the topic now, I want to talk about the multiple books that you're talking about. Cause you're, you're definitely mentioning a few here. What are some of the classics you're, you're referencing when you use the word classics?
1: Well, things like think and grow rich. Things like um, The Magic of Thinking Big, Asking is, It Is Forgiven, or mm-hmm. Asking It Is Given, um, Richest Man in Babylon, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, you know, even the, the thick ones like the um, Napoleon's Hill, the lessons, 16 lessons um, for success. I can't remember the exact title now. I'm drawing a blank at the moment. But, you know, things about money.
0: hmm um profit you know, first have you read that one
1: i i did not but it's, it's literally on my list someone else just about a week ago mentioned that book
0: yeah mike his books are good yeah. have you read any of his books
1: that is on my list. I actually uh, watched a seminar of his. Oh, yeah. His back. Yes.
0: Yeah. His, yep. his stuff has been pretty good. I've had um, struck up a friendship with Mike. And, and uh, he, you know, his, the thing about his content, and this, this, I mentioned this on another podcast too, is that I learned from Larry Wingett, who calls himself an irritational speaker. He's a Hall of Fame speaker, he's a motivational speaker, but he calls himself an irritational speaker. And he said, <laughs> the goal of reading a book is to take one small tidbit out of it. You don't want to take the entire process out because that clouds the head and makes it hard to implement. But if you can take one tidbit out and then at some point go back, read the book again, and get another tidbit. It's yep. kind of like watching a movie, right? You pick up another scene or something. that you. Yep. It's like me watching Die Hard 45 times.
1: <laughs> I think we've talked about that before. <laughs> yes.
0: So um, how do you find time to read, Renee?
1: I, it, it's literally part of my routine at the oh. end of it. it, it reading is part, like if I read at least a page, sometimes it's a couple paragraphs a day. It, it's usually at the end of the day. It's part of my winding down routine.
0: Oh, interesting. So yeah. you wind down with reading and your goal is to read just one page. Yep. And see where it goes.
1: Yep. Usually it's more than that, but yeah, my goal is to yeah. read a page.
0: No, that's intriguing i never thought of it like that i've heard of people that read for 10 minutes a day or they read in the morning or um and uh and i've tried a couple different things i haven't found anything for me that's stuck yet um i've tried multiple different angles of, of reading stuff and sometimes i actually get the book and then get the audiobook and i'll listen to the audio book mm-hmm. while i read the book at the same time with it physically in my hands so it's a uh, it's all it's all uh, different and do you like the the hardcovers or the paperbacks or the ebooks?
1: books um, Well, I prefer an actual physical book mm-hmm. rather than an ebook. Um, I, it doesn't really matter to me whether it's paperback or hardcover. I tend to ruin paperbacks more. Yeah. You know what? I, <laughs> I read them so often, but
0: yeah, and I'm with you. I feel like this, there's a sturdiness to the hardcover that holds yep. up and holds up over time, and and doesn't weather and, and and you can have a hard cover out in a humid weather day but a paperback will just curl on you mm-hmm. or something um if you leave it outside by accident or something and on a humid day it's going to curl up yeah. so uh, i don't see that happen as much with the with the hardcovers and and to me i feel like if i'm spending money on a book the substantialness of a hardcover book feels more solid so I love to read, as you can see, all the books behind me. I like to read them. And then I buy multiple copies of the ones I believe in and send them to people. You've been a lucky recipient of a few of those.
1: Yes, I have. Yeah. So
0: um, that's cool. What What would you say? You So so. I think you said your greatest strength was sort of that curiosity, right? How, how would you encourage others um, who might be interested in developing their strength of curiosity? How would you... Um, Encourage others to do that.
1: Practice. <laughs> Honestly, just keep doing it. Honestly, it, you know, practice asking someone you know, like, and trust questions about them and just keep doing it over and over again. And then move on to people you don't know as well and, and stuff like that. Just keep doing it. That's how I, I've done it.
0: That's great. So what's what's the future like for your business coming up, Renee, in, in the end of twenty twenty one and going into twenty twenty two? What is the future of All Our Services?
1: Oh my goodness! Um, I think um, more marketing, more more clarity—not just for myself, but more clarity for the ideal clients that I want to work with, and what more clarity for the clients that I have in them understanding. How important it is to know who they want, why they want, you know, all the ins and outs of their company before hiring because sometimes it's a great time to hire and sometimes it's not. And for them to know that they need to think about these things and not just rush into something, my goal is for the education um, for you know, business owners to understand that there's a right way of doing things and there's a, you know, a way that's going to take you (laughs) a longer time and you're going to end up having to do it more often than you really want to. Um, So, yeah.
0: I love that. I love the fact that like, like if there's more education up front, then there's a more educated choice and decision and they're more prepared. And as such, they're a much more ideal client. Yep. And in that process of getting to the point where they make the decision, you developed a relationship with them. If they're transactional, you're going to immediately realize it and it's not going to be a good fit because they're not going to want to do all that work that's prior to you actually signing the contract or the hiring contract. Yep. And you know, I talk about that in the high five effect, which is transactional people often aren't our ideal clients because Um, they're just not interested in the relationship and what often happens in that is they miss the boat on what's needed in, in the industry that we're providing the service in, right? And so if they're just like, Hey, I'm here, I'm here to get the widget, you know, there's Amazon for that, right? There's, there's retail stores like Best Buy and Dick's Sporting Goods and Target and Walmart for all of that. That's not what who... That's not who we are as service-based businesses. And so I think the work done um, throughout that plan process that you're talking about develops that relationship skill set, which brings them into that ideal client zone. Um, Those of you interested in the ideal client zone, you can find that in the ideal client matrix that I created inside the book, The High Five Effect, that comes out. October twenty sixth. So check that out. Um, it, it's definitely I, I I love seeing that because that's the vision that you're seeing is is funneling all of these people right into the ideal client zone.
1: Yep.
0: It's so good, so great. Um, one question I like to ask the guests that come on the podcast is not considering software in your industry, industry specific software. Other than that, what piece of software? Could you not live without that? Maybe you think another person listening or watching on YouTube should check out and see if it could change their business?
1: I could not do without Zoom, (laughs) believe it or not, (laughs) because a lot of my initial calls are on Zoom and I I record them because I need that information. Um Zoom or anything similar to that. Mm -hmm. Any recording, you know, video recording.
0: Software has Software. been a game changer. So mm-hmm. you go back and re-watch the recordings then? I
1: do. You I know do. that wow.
0: I, <laughs> yes. I, I, I too would agree. Um, I used Zoom to record the interviews that I had for the book with all the small business owners. And then I was able to go back and look through all the stuff and see what they said, get the transcripts right the audio transcripts and zoom if you have the a, a plan for that it'll give you the transcripts and then you can look at what people said and kind of pull that information out and so i i used it for the book but you're using it for for uh the, the client briefing which is fantastic mm-hmm. yep that's great that's great um so yeah so thanks for joining us if if, if so first of all let me just tell the world out there listening. Renee is a huge networker, so you she's she's very, very well connected. And if you show her, show her some love, you'll build a friendship with her and uh, she's going to get you referrals because she's always looking out for people on her network and how she can help. As she said earlier, she cares, and I've seen that happen um, firsthand. So I, I see it all the time with her. So I encourage you to reach out to her and connect and network with her and perhaps maybe even consider using her services if you're in the home you know, uh, services and/or trades industry, Renee. If people want to reach out and connect with you, how do they get a hold of you? What What's the best way to reach you? What's all the ways to reach you?
1: So I, I'm a mixture of old school <laughs> and new school. You can actually call me. I will pick up if I'm available. My phone number is five zero eight three two zero two five six six. You can also email me at Renee at AllServicesHiring dot com you can go to my website which is alaserviceshiring.com um really those are the best ways to get in touch with me honestly i like talking to people on the phone i really like the energy of a phone conversation or like a zoom or yeah. honestly an in person conversation there you
0: go too right yeah <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm very very much in the, the the best of both worlds
0: that's awesome. Um, and, and again, we'll have all those links, um, email, phone number, all that listed in the contact information in the show notes. So uh, make sure you check that out and reach out to Renee. Um, and for those of you who are on your favorite podcast app, make sure you subscribe so that you get notifications of our podcasts which are every single business day We're super excited to be bringing the Mass Business Podcast to you and and helping you grow your small business. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you smash that subscribe button so that you get notified of all the new episodes that come out. And engage with us in the comments. Myself and Renee will be in there chatting it up with you in the comments. As always, you can like our Facebook page as well, Mass Business Podcast. Renee, it's been so great to have you on. I love it. I consider you a friend. Yes, you're a client, but I still consider you a friend. and uh, And I love your energy. You brighten up a room every time you walk into it. And I think that's a trait that so many people in this world are trying to find in themselves. And maybe people can reach out to you and talk to you about how you do that. Because it's your energy in in the way you bring yourself to the world that I think makes it so fun to be around you. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Folks, as I always like to say, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you.
1: Thank you so much, Matt.
0: Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, All Rights Reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word of mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you feeling all right
1: you in the mood.